0: Days.
1: Okay, okay, I'm, up, I'm moving.
0: When I agreed to take up the Australian government on the use of the COVID 19 isolation facility, I didn't think it would be like this.
1: What's in there? Red Fury, I presume?
0: Correct. And you are?
1: I am General Sergei Kalishkinov, Administrator of this facility.
0: Uh, pleasure to meet you. Why have you brought me here, General?
1: Straight to the point. I like it, Fury. As you can see from what surrounds us, I am something of a... Gamer.
0: I can see that, General.
1: But I am not just any gamer, Fury. I prefer something a little more... How you say? Discerning. You mean... Yes, Comrade Fury. I am one of your five subscribers. I even listen to first episodes. Before you start say, Fuck this, fuck that, fuck you, fuck everything all the time. No.
0: it's not true. That's impossible!
1: Search your feelings, Fury. You know it to be true. Episodes have been a little bit like female orgasm lately. Sometimes happen, sometimes no happen, sometimes faking it, yes? But I think I have a solution. What do you want me to do? (laughs) I think you know. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment.
0: Welcome to the Discerning Gamer Podcast, your premium destination for all things gaming culture. We have the latest in gaming news, reviews of the hottest new games, discussion and analysis of the games of yesteryear. When you're short on time and need your gaming fix, look no further than the crew who know their master chief from their master sword. I love Halo. Your hosts, Joel, Simon, Casey, and Ferg. So toss a coin to your Witcher and answer that call of duty. It's time to level up. This is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. It certainly is coming to you live from the COVID-19 isolation (laughs) facility and courtesy of General Sergei Kalishnikov this week uh welcome to the show everyone it's a pleasure to be back and a pleasure (laughs) to have you here um, everyone in the DG crew has just heard that uh, introduction for the first time. So, uh, yes, uh, I'm, I'm getting a, lo- a lot of blank faces, a bit of confusion oh, going awesome. on. But had uh, uh,
2: a lot of time up your sleeve that seven days, didn't you?
0: Oh, yeah. I'm just impressed,
3: Joel, that you managed to find a voice actor to do the uh, the rushing guy that has more personality than the actor that plays Aloy in
1: Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh,
0: well, you, well, wow. Wow, Simon. That's, that must be a record for... For uh,
1: Emotional <laughs> damage.
0: You've you've already kicked off. You've already kicked off. But uh,
4: that was awesome, JB. I was getting uh, some Commander and Conqueror type vibes with that. that oh. I was like I was sitting in a cutscene of a classic RTS. Game. Yeah, a bit of bit of vibes. theater of the mind. Yeah. You reckon? Hey, no, very
1: very well
0: done. Well. Uh, As always, uh, you know, uh, I I can't do all of this uh, alone and uh, with me once again for another week I've got uh, the DG crew and uh, starting with uh, the PC gamer, the Sultan of Steam, he's uh, laced up his running shoes to go for a jog and he's not sure if he's running from a ravenous horde of zombies or a goat strapped to a rocket, it's uh, (laughs) Fergus, Fergamon, Hamilton Welcome to the show, Fergus. JB, how are you, mate? It's good to be here. Yes, it's uh, fantastic to be back after uh, a, a little weeks, uh, yeah. little break, uh, being down down with uh, the the uh, the Rona as it as it is. But uh, you know, we're we're all over it now. We're back. Um, better than ever. And uh, also with us, we have the gaming chef, the Earl of Emotional Damage. His favourite pastime is to participate in the bukaki of a small rat in a furry hat in the middle of a darkened room. It's Simon Steely McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, Steely.
1: What? Yes, to, want to believe that I could, because I am indeed everybody's favourite, Sergei Kulishkinov. Yeah. You better believe it.
0: You might have to uh, explain that introduction to uh, your lovely wife uh, after the show. All the from
1: Russia. I did Adlib, where everybody, I said that everybody sounded like in first episode, That they were um, like, uh, sound like they're awkward because they see each other in the room or perform bakaki on Small Rat in the middle of her room with furry head. What? (laughs) In the first episodes.
0: Finally. (laughs) Anyway, uh, good to be be here, JB. Yes, welcome to the show, Steely. And uh, finally, we've got. Uh, The Nintendo Queen, if you're a small singing child on the side of the road, she's locked and loaded and ready to, quote, (laughs) accidentally end your life in a needlessly violent manner. It's Casey C-Mac McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, C-Mac.
2: I still have nightmares, Joel, but thanks for having me, everyone. It's been too long.
0: It certainly has. It certainly has. It's been a lifetime. And, uh, you know, finally, the uh, the old tap for news has opened up and we're starting to get a little trickle uh, of, of some more gaming news starting to come through, including this uh, piece that I shamelessly uh, ripped off uh, IGN uh, about everyone's favourite upcoming game for, uh, for PS5, but uh, is it coming to other platforms? I'm talking Hogwarts Legacy.
4: I'm pretty sure
0: it's, yeah, PC, Xbox, not... Uh, it's not an exclusive, is maybe
4: it? Maybe Switch? No, it's not exclusive. um
0: no. Well, anyway, it, uh, a Nintendo Switch version is in development, uh, but a release oh date dear. has yet to be announced, so uh, stay tuned on that one. But um, Hogwarts Legacy may have been delayed until early next year, but if you are itching to get a head start and get pre-sorted into your Hogwarts house now you can so a new blog post on wizardingworld.com notes that you can link your wb games and harry potter fan club and transfer all your data such as what house you were sorted into once the game is released you will get an account link prompt at launch where you can either scan a qr code or visit the website that appears on the screen and once you link everything up you will be set to go so, in addition to carrying over your Harry Potter fan club data, WhizzingWorld.com members will also receive two in-game rewards, a beaked skull mask and a house fan attic school robe. So, uh, there you go. Ooh. Um, oh. So, uh, just a little bit of detail for those who perhaps aren't familiar with Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, it's set long before the events of Harry Potter... Uh, Hogwarts Legacy has players assume the role of a student at Hogwarts starting their fifth year. While not much is known about the story, we do have some insight into the villains of the game, like a goblin named Ranrock. Um, And even though Hogwarts Legacy was announced back in 2020 with a 2021 release window, it's been delayed until uh, 2023. So Mm -hmm. this will be... Uh, if it doesn't get delayed again, coming out in February uh, next year.
4: Yeah, February the 10th, I think.
0: And uh, just to uh, to sort of be a bit more thorough in my research, I did jump on WizardingWorld.com for the first time today and uh, got myself uh, house sorted. Um, uh, got Hufflepuff. Don't really know whether that's a good thing or bad thing, but... Uh, yeah, got Hufflepuff, uh my Patronus is an Irish wolfhound. Nice. And uh I got a uh, a wand with a uh, made of some some fucking wood and, and had a <laughs> unicorn <laughs> a unicorn core or All something. The man is so uh wow. Yeah. Well, you know what they say, the uh, the wand chooses the wizard, not uh, not the other Go way around. around. So uh mm. yeah. Um yeah, got, cool. got the old uh, wand sorted out.
4: The balls <laughs> hardened.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, when when it comes out, be ready to transfer yeah. all that data over and
4: ready to go. Fucking I'm fucking s- kick off. Excited for this one. I think this is going to be one of the few games where all four of us are going to be playing on launch. Mm-hmm. I reckon. Yeah, for various reasons. Um, different consoles and stuff. They haven't lined up, but, yeah, Harry Potter, when it comes out, still a little ways away into next year is going to be one that I know we're all going to be playing at the same time pretty much as soon as it comes out. So that's something to look forward to. The other thing yeah. uh, that
0: I read about it today um, is that the developer has confirmed that even though you're able to use a broomstick to fly around and traverse the open-world environment, at launch, there won't be any Quidditch. Hmm. So uh, there will be no no playing of, of Quidditch in the game at all. At all. I mm-hmm. uh, sort of wonder whether that might be a, uh, a DLC um, down the track, you know, like uh, get people in and then yeah. drop
4: the, uh, the old Quidditch DLC uh, yeah, on well, everyone. Maybe. I don't know. It might be a case of everyone might be... Uh, there might be a lot of noise with that news, and they might think, oh, shit, people actually hanging out to play some Quidditch. We'll uh, make sure we add that at some point in the future. So it may come, but Mm. not on launch. It does surprise
0: me that it wouldn't be in the game, given Mm. that it is such a significant part of Harry Potter, you know, Mm. and and that world. But, uh, yeah. Oh, well. um, Time will tell. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, as I said, uh, finally... um, nintendo switch version is in development but uh no release date not the same release date mm. as what it is for pc ps5 xbox series s and x and xbox one yeah nice. so uh yeah um sorry for that uh, nintendo switch people
3: Surprise, motherfucker!
1: <laughs> um, <all right. laughs>
0: well, moving on, Ferg. I've heard you've got a uh, bit of a highlight reel for us from uh, from a from...
4: little uh, expo going on. Yeah, called GamesCon, which uh, Hogwarts Legacy was. Yeah, they showed us a whole stack of, at that. I won't get into that, but um, that was one of. Yeah, if you're not familiar with GamesCon, this is. It finished probably about a week ago. I think it went for about five days. It's held over in Europe. Um, in Germany and I think these days it's basically the biggest video game expo now that E3 has sort of slowed down a little bit so they get hundreds of thousands of people that you know go and check out this stuff so yeah what I thought I'd do is now that that's finished I'd pick a few of the highlights and there was a lot but I'll keep it as brief as I can so what do we got here Um, I think last week or the last episode I talked about this leak of Dead Island 2 coming out sometime early next year. So, Dead Island 2, we were, it was officially announced at Gamescom. It's coming to PlayStation, Xbox, PC. Um, we saw both a cinematic, a cinematic and a gameplay trailer. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but bloody hell, that was looked like a whole lot of gory fun. It was, um, mm. yeah, there was My favorite There was one scene in particular where this guy's sitting on a couch and this basically zombie throws his arm through the window and just picks up his head and just rips it off. But um yeah, oh, this nice. is this, this game looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I think similar to the original there they're going to sort of follow the same sort of more of a colorful done with a bit of a sense of humor and not taking itself too seriously. So um and for everyone I think I talked about it Maybe last week as well. I'm happy to report that I'm pretty sure I uh, heard an Aussie accent in one of the trailers as well. So, those uh, super ocker Aussie accents might be making an appearance, which is cool. Uh, Our favorite kind. That's it. What else do we see? Mm -hmm. Everyone's up there, anticipated game. Uh, Sonic Frontiers, we saw another story trailer. um, Showed off some more open world and some more linear type level gameplay. Um, which looked really interesting, and we've finally got a confirmed release date for this one. So coming to PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, and PC, November the eighth. So if you're keeping up with your um, release dates, we've got a we've got a triple head match going on on that period of time. So we've got November eighth. There's Sonic Frontiers and Skull Bones, and then a little game called God of War coming out on the 9th. So it's going to be a very busy period of games for about a yeah forty eight our window there so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out well November <laughs> <laughs> big big month, for, big month. Uh, for games for gaming yeah for yeah. sure um, another one which I think I've talked about a long time ago is a game called High on Life we've got a release date for that we also saw 25 minutes of gameplay so that's coming to only Xbox and PC this one which is the 13th of December and if you're not familiar for this one this is a it's a comedic first person shooter um, by Squanch Games, but it's um it's the brainchild of Justin Rowland, who's one of the co creators of Rick and Morty. So mm. it's a very much Rick and Morty sort of type vein sense of humor, and it, it looks hilarious. Like I don't know if you're a fan of Rick and Morty, I think this is a, a, a game that you're really really going to enjoy. Um, so in 25 minutes, it, they showed off all kinds of hilarious stuff going on. One of the more interesting things was sort of the weapons that you were using were sort of narrating the events that were sort of happening in the world and. Um, there was one one particular weapon that got shown off, which was a, a, a filthy mouth knife called Knifey with another super ocker Aussie accent. And, you <laughs> know, we, we dropped the occasional F-bomb on the show and a few profanities, but if I was to sort of reel off his sort of dialogue, I think we'd uh, get shut down. But I thought of you on this one, Joe. I reckon yeah. this would be right up your alley, this kind of comedy sort of aspect to this oh. game. So that'll be one to keep on, on your radar going forward. But
0: I've... I heard that it was an Xbox
4: exclusive. PC? Or PC. PC. PC, PC and Xbox. so... Okay. Yep. Yeah. We might so, get it to um, run on a.
0: Don't think, uh, don't think I will have the pleasure. I, I actually have seen a bit of footage of High in Life on TikTok, little snippets of the game. Yep. There's. Uh, obviously the scene where he first finds Knifey and yeah, Knife's yeah. going, come on, you know, yeah, yeah, stab these honor. guys, you know, and he's like egging him on to, to sort of uh, do stab that him sort of in the thing. Neck and stuff, yeah. And uh, there was another scene where uh, uh, you've got a, a gun that sort of talks to you and he's out in the street aiming it at a, at a child and the child's sort of antagonising you, like, oh, come on, shoot me, yeah, and he's like... Yeah, and the the gun's going, no, nope, no, nope, I don't want to do it. don't want to do it. And then eventually the gun just goes, all right then, bang, and shoots, <laughs> shoots him. him. And uh, he's like, oh, well, you know, you made me do it. And Yeah, yeah. it looked quite funny, actually. I can't really remember.
4: Good. I was reading somewhere. I think there's going to be just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of dialogue. Like They're really putting in a lot of effort. So that one looks like a lot of fun. Um, what else we got? Uh, a bit of hardware-related news. Sony announced the DualSense Edge controller, yes. which is... Uh, I'm, I don't know. I suppose it's their answer to Microsoft's Xbox Elite controller. So, this is a premium grade controller, customizable controls, the ability to save multiple profiles, got interchangeable stick caps, and you can do all sorts of stuff like that. Um, no date on this one or price tag, but I would expect that it would rival probably the xbox elite for a, a measly i don't know probably 250 bucks which for a <gasps> controller is, fucking is, is
1: oh. insane.
4: yeah not mm. cheap i actually uh, owned uh, an xbox one elite which came with the elite controller the original one which at that time was about 200 200 bucks and the controller was amazing would I spend $250 on a new Sony dual-edge controller over their already fantastic controller? Probably not, but I'm sure there's people out there that are uh, think that this is going to be pretty good. So if you can afford it, it for what you get, it's, it's awesome, but it is a lot of money. Uh, what else? Another one we're hanging out for Gotham Knights, more Gotham Knights footage and the reveal. Joel's favorite. (laughs) The reveal that uh, Harley Quinn and Clayface are going to be the major villains. But the one, the reason I wanted to comment on this one was, in a day and age where games delayed, it seems like every second day a game's getting delayed. Get this, guys! It was announced that they're bringing the release date forward from the twenty sixth to the twenty first of October no idea why but oh, that's that's an interesting tidbit there to bring it forward 5 days so i don't know the, the
0: the bizarre thing right so they showed off some footage of um of Gotham Knights at gamescom and i've actually heard that um Gotham Knights has gone gold already mm. which for for anyone who who isn't familiar with that term it means that the developers finished work on the game and it's basically being shipped now as it is, you know. Obviously, they'll still have patches and things to to do, you know, down the track. But essentially, the the master copy of the game has been finished and it's now gone. And that's the version that they'll be... Rolling out. Manufacturing and and releasing on, you know, in the the physical copies. So, um, but even from that, like, some of the footage like was still glitching the you know there was issues with parts of the characters like clipping in the the footage that they're showing off at the expo and this is meant to be the the most polished shit that they can you know yeah. serve, up. serve up and it's still completely fucked uh, you know i just Oh, it makes you shake your head. It's still not filling me with, with confidence, this one. It's just a case of... No dick, <laughs> no
1: balls, <laughs> and probably no butthole since this guy feeds on radiation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, time will tell. We only You've got five less days to wait now, JB, on that one, so we'll, well, we'll see.
1: fuck for that.
4: <laughs> we'll, we'll just see. It, like I said the other week when we're doing our Metacritic predictions, if they can get what they got right, in their previous game, which is Origins. Just the super smooth, satisfying combat and have a half-interesting world. I think it'll still be a bit of fun, but you're right. It looks janky and they're not showing I watched two minutes
3: of this game and I can tell you I I don't think they've hit any of the smooth combat at all. I mean, to be fair, they were working off What Rocksteady had really solidified before they kind of, you know, took took a break on that one, and this just looks like someone's kind of come in and just just shit the bed hard and tried to cover (laughs) it up as best they can. It just does not look good. I watched some Red Hood gameplay and. Um, and, and the guy talking about, like, you know, we wanted everyone to be aligned with um, with what Batman was going to be doing. Fuck off. Red Hood's <laughs> killing people. There's no mm. way he's coming up in here and being like, mm, yeah. I'm going to do what Batman wants me to do now. Yep. Everything yeah. Everything stinks about this game. Well. stinks hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: Anyway, so moving on, I'll finish on with some happier news on a a game we're a bit more optimistic and excited about, especially JB, is uh, Return to Monkey Island. We got a release date trailer, which um, included the hilarious Stan from the marketing department, which was great. If you haven't seen the uh, reveal trailer, go and check it out. Stan was, from marketing, telling us about what's coming, but throughout the whole video, he's sort of just flailing his arms as he's, like, talking. Yeah,
0: so Stan's a character that's been in every Monkey Island game all the way through, and... Um. Yeah, he's a bloody, he's an absolute pisser.
4: Yeah, okay, so he's an actual, it's well, that's lost on me. i got to go back and play the originals before this thing comes out. Yeah,
0: I mean, in, I think in Monkey Island 2, uh, at one point, uh, he's running his own funeral home and he's trying to sell, like, <laughs> caskets and, you know, trying to convince Guybrush Threepwood to upgrade to a premium casket and you convince him to sort of climb in there and test it out himself and then you nail it shut while he's inside and uh, <laughs> and he gets he stays like that until the following game like uh, and then you you you're in like a crypt and you can hear someone knocking, knocking. and it's all creepy and you open the casket and out he pops, yeah, he pops and he's pops. Yeah. you get
4: one game later yeah, yeah that's I brilliant know.
0: It's it's uh, he's he's an absolute cracker of a
4: character old stand yeah Stan. sure so that release date is is not far off. So that one's coming to Nintendo Switch and PC on the nineteenth of September, which just so happens to be International Talk Like a Pirate Day, which is just a hilarious way to uh, a, a hilarious day to pick and choose to release your games. So that's a, a brief International Talk Like, like a, a Pirate, pirate day. day. Yeah, nineteenth of September. So That's just a few of the highlights from Gamescom. There was heaps and heaps of news. So if you're uh, if you've missed all of it, um jump on YouTube. There's heaps of gameplay trailers for a number of games that are coming out in the next 6 months. So um yeah. Yeah, well.
3: You are a smelly pirate hooker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right.
0: Nice. Excellent. Well, thanks thanks for that, Ferg. Uh, good to get the lowdown on Gamescom and, uh, you know, get an idea. So, Monkey Island's only coming to Switch and PC and that's it.
4: That's what I read. Oh. I could be mistaken, but that's what I read. So, I assume that to be correct. Yeah, okay. If I'm not, write in. Let well, me know. Very good.
0: Uh, <laughs> Simon, uh, I heard... <laughs> You've uh, <laughs> you've you, you oh. you're uh itching to uh Dish out a few Nintendo Direct Rumors.
3: Oh mate, I have been itching my arms like a heroin addict on a Sunday. I'm just like last week where you just
2: oh, walk is... up and it's just
3: No nothing. no 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 no. This is this is some uh, this is some tasty um, Hopefully it's rumors bit... this week we've It's a bit more no, 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 than no, no, no. just
0: the size of Nintendo's uh, box, you know. Uh...
3: <laughs> no 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 nothing like that. Nothing silly, nothing silly anyone. This is all this is all mm. legit. All right. Have you seen this? have you heard about this um this week we've gotten sweaty wet rumors Mm -hmm. that and (laughs) sweaty and wet and just the way i like it um rumors that these are an extension of jeff jeff grubbs already long running rumors about a metroid prime remake but it's it's to do more with uh, that it looks like there is heavy speculation and rumors surrounding a new nintendo direct that's going to be happening in september and what month are we in everyone
0: September <laughs> it's, yeah, tep- September
3: September is the month we're in yum so <laughs> i know I'm I'm... <laughs> I'm I'm absolutely um priming for a nintendo direct no pun intended there um primed and lubed and ready to go um <laughs> but it's it's looking to be a big one. So here is everything you will definitely see, and don't quote me or Jeff on any of this, uh, in the next Nintendo Direct. Uh, Wind Waker HD, Twilight, Twilight Princess HD, F-Zero GX Remaster, Metroid Prime HD, and maybe even Paper mario the thousand year door hd and the title to the legend of zelda breath of the wild 2 and now look if even one of these come true i'm officially melted i I can't even no (laughs) coming back i'm like melted cheese um but uh with nintendo look i've learned one thing over my time being a fan of nintendo and um, and following Nintendo Direct rumors all the time, and always coming out onto this show as well, and saying this is definitely going to happen. Um, if I've learnt one thing,
2: quite a if it sounds,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, this totally. is definitely going to happen. It's definitely, oh, definitely going to happen. happen.
2: Now Whoa, you congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry,
4: what the hell is
3: that? <laughs> oh my god. Um <clears throat> No, but uh look if I've learned one thing, um if Nintendo Direct rumors, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Um but hey, dare to wet dream on this one, everyone. I'm I'm excited. I've got a bit of a About this one, I don't know. There's no time, nobody knows what date. Everyone's just saying it's going to happen in September, so whatever. Fingers crossed.
0: Yep, there goes, uh, (laughs) there goes his load.
3: (laughs) 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 Oh, dear. Uh, Oh, yeah, but anyway, so, um, semi news. There's a little bit of news, (laughs) it might be, it might be eventually. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) goodness.
1: i wait love a good see. rumor
3: though but you know this this is what i love about this is that um i this is my hope is that if we if we all get hyped enough about the rumors that get put out there that one works. day um you know president Furukawa and nintendo will, will be listening with his ninjas and go you know what maybe we should do this because mm. everybody will be very excited
4: put those positive Probably vibes out into the universe <laughs> speak much. it into existence
3: Space star ordering, you know? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Throw it behind me into space and wish for it. Yeah, good luck.
0: Yeah. Well done. Mm. All right. So, well, that, you had to <laughs> well that died us? in the fucking ass, didn't it? Oh, wow. The ball's hardened. Fucking um, hell.
2: Yeah,
3: all right.
4: You're going to talk Can about another game, Steely?
3: I was going to talk about, um, you know what I was going to talk about? mm mm-hmm. uh, my impressions of the Sonic Frontiers trailer, but I'm not going to do that because I know that all you're going to do is give me shit about it. So go fuck yourself and enjoy your own opinions about it. And I'm not going to talk about it on the show this week. Mm. Again,
4: I I thought it looked all right. Mm. I, I The stuff yeah. that I saw was the stuff they should have showed us like three months ago rather than the random open world stuff.
3: Mm. Yeah, you know what's kind of funny about it, though, is that I was watching some of the gameplay from Gamescom and I was going, oh, this looks fucking sus. Mm. I don't think this looks good at all. And then they brought out the trailer like two days ago and I went, oh, you know what? hmm, I was like, yeah, that kind of looks all right. They, they do a really good job at video weddingting stuff together when they've had a few months of fucking up. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but who knows? Uh, you know what? I'm going to buy it regardless because I want it to be good and I'm going to throw that shit into the universe as well and it probably mm. won't be. But it's all
2: right. We can just get it at EB and we've got a week to play. We've got a week we to play. And if we don't like it, we return it. So. And just play mm. God
3: of War instead.
0: <laughs> well, I've got a, I've got a little treat for you, right? I've... Uh, I've got in the, the discerning game of Time Machine and I've stepped forward in time mm-hmm. and oh. uh, and I've used uh, another piece of equipment that I've got that reads people's thoughts and uh, mm-hmm. I placed it on Steely's head without his uh, without his knowledge just at the moment that uh, he uh, he cracked open Sonic Frontiers, slammed it in the machine and started to play and uh, uh, we'll, we'll cut live to that audio now
4: It was at this moment that he knew he fucked up <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fascinating. (laughs) Wow. Well, Uh, well.
0: all right. Well, uh, moving on from that, uh, Steely, did you have some other information you wanted to share about Lego brawls?
3: Oh shit! Yeah, I did actually. No, I completely fucking forgot about it. Didn't write it down in my notes, did I? Um, Well, okay. So, go fucking well. Come on now, let's start it again. Have you seen this? You heard about this one? Um, (laughs) did that already?
0: Um,
3: so Lego have announced a new game this week, a Lego Brawl. Um, and this, but it's it's just look, look, okay, before I go telling everyone what it's about, this happened uh, a few years ago, right? Um, probably say I'd, I'd like to say about. I don't know, maybe one to two years ago, three, maybe even three years ago. Oh my where, god! Okay, where Fortnite came out and, and Player Unknown's Battlegrounds came out, and then everyone started making battle royale games, right? And then all of a sudden, um, you know smash brothers comes out basically uh smash brothers ultimate everyone goes so excited and amazing about it because it's this huge game and it's it's the ultimate fighter and now all of a sudden there's about 121 fucking smash brothers games made by other people and i am getting so sick of it i'm getting sick of it i'm getting sick of seeing games that basically are just smash brothers it's doing my fucking head in and i had to i just had to say that um the only good thing about this one is is that it looks a little bit more creative and they're really tailoring to that lego aesthetic a lot more where you can actually go and kind of develop themes for your characters that are based off of actual lego pieces so i think that there's a bit of an element there that isn't just cut and paste and how much can i make a sakurai game that isn't one and um look i think it's going to be Kind of interesting, but again, I'm sick of seeing these kind of games, and I just hope that I just hope to death that they all fuck off. I'm done.
0: Um, Well, here first uh, Simon's uh, review or or pre-review of uh, Lego Brawls. Fuck
1: you!
3: (laughs) It's not even their fault. (laughs) Hmm. It's not even their fault. I just, I'm sick of seeing all these cut and paste copy games. Same with battle royales. There's 112 of them now, and they all exactly the fucking same. But getting worse and worse and worse. And I just, just get out. I'm done.
1: I'm
0: done. Mm. Well, that was sad. Probably a little bit late, but uh...
3: <laughs>
1: emotional
3: damage. You know it.
0: Thanks for mm. dishing that out. Uh, all right. Next up, we have Casey with uh, a bit of news coming from her world. Um, wow! <laughs> on uh, Assassin's you, Creed, we, all right.
3: Were you typing that in on a fucking algorithm as you were going? Like, uh we. Uh, uh. Uh, let's let's
0: say I was. <clears throat> what do you got for us, uh, C Mac?
3: Yeah,
2: so I'm, I'm going to talk about Simon's all-time favourite game franchise, Assassin's Creed. Now, mm. codename Assassin's Creed Rift has been out for a while, and earlier this week there was some leaks about the game. Mm. And they have officially announced yesterday, Ubisoft, that the game is going to be called Assassin's Creed Mirage. So... <laughs> so um, <laughs>
3: Okay. Wow. Oh,
4: sorry, can that was it. That was an ear
3: explosion. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it like a I plane taking off. Before I am now. Oh, jeez,
0: I don't know what that fucking was. I will tell you. So, all right. Yeah. It
3: started off.
2: It started off quiet, and then it just exploded in my head. Okay, cool. So yes, whatever was I? Um, oh, blown it all out of my head. Okay, so. <laughs> we are here We're to hear more about this game in more detail on September 11 at the Ubisoft forward event that they have said. So, yeah, as I said, there are leaks earlier this week and the official artwork actually now confirms that the player will play as Basim from Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm sorry, I have not played that because I, I couldn't get through it. I tried. I tried my best and I couldn't do it because mm. it was crap anyway um and (laughs) i'm sorry to people that liked it i tried i really did And simon even attempted to watch it too like it you're in bad taste okay Whoa. Anyway, <laughs> and the new game will be set in Baghdad. So some of artwork that's also surfaced as well, I think it's a, there are also leaks, is the DLC for the game, which is called the 40 Thieves Quest, which also suggests there will be a quest based off of Alibaba and the 40 Thieves, mm. but that's more information we'll have to wait for.
0: Well, it's a pity that um, the game isn't going to be exclusively released in Baghdad as well
2: emotional <laughs> damage. Oh, <laughs> L title moving over. That was,
1: bright,
2: that was pretty good. That was fucking
3: beautiful. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, you know what? A bit of a bit of a silver light silver lining here. People are speculating that this latest installment is going back to basics and focusing more on the stealth elements of the franchise rather than the gigantic RPG components of the newer games like Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. So that's sort of Simon's Maybe silver lining to play it. Nah, Nah. (laughs) no, no. Well, I'll play
3: it, and I'll. uh... Ubisoft can go fuck themselves (laughs) in a (laughs) 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 hole.
1: My piece, leave it. Emotional,
3: damn it!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mario
3: and rabbits five days early. They can go fuck (laughs)
2: themselves. Wow. So anyway, that's. um,
0: (laughs) Tell (laughs) (laughs) us what you really think, Simo. That's eh?
2: Assassin's Creed Mirage. That I just wanted to um. 'Cause there are people that like the franchise and I would no. like to cover all all things on this channel. I love Can this
4: franchise. If... I love this franchise, yeah. Casey. Yeah. And I'm listening and all ears. Yeah, absolutely. Kirk, so... I love
3: you, but you're playing games with your eyes closed.
4: <laughs> I love I... you so much. <laughs> wow, fuck. Mm. I I yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I think just piggybacking off what you were just saying, Casey. Yeah. The, the last three games, they've really lent into the big open world thing, um, and moved away from. And it probably really stayed. I mean, Black Flag was a bit of more of an open world game. Um. So, and a lot of people, you know, would say that they're good games, but they're just so big. There's so much to do. You feel like because it's so bloated, that most drowning it's, a bit in yeah, it. Yeah, and it's a bit pointless. So I think if you can, if they're gonna strip it back, it might be a bit of a return to form. And never yeah. forget, Simon, I know how much you loved Assassin's Creed 2. So just don't forget about that game. Hopefully they're moving back towards that kind of game. You and, never um, know. It you might, never they know. might get you back Mirage on side with this it. one. It might be it. Yeah. No,
3: I don't trust oh. Ubisoft with a 10-foot t- <laughs> dildo in the desert. Well... <laughs> yeah, that will just fuck anything.
2: No, <laughs> that, that my... That, I'm 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 optimistic.
3: Mm. You you play that game by yourself in a room with your <laughs> headphones on, otherwise we're getting a divorce. <laughs> well,
0: Simon, uh, you know, given that I knew we were going to basically have a little chat about Ubisoft and Assassin's Creed tonight, I uh, I actually reached out to the executives at uh, Ubisoft, and uh, you know, I, I mentioned to them in our in our discussion that um, that you're not not a huge fan and and uh you know they were they were sort of suggesting that they were going to going to try and win you over and uh uh one of the ubisoft e- executives uh gave me a quote to use on the show uh, just for you mate so uh, this is this is from ubisoft executive to you simon
1: oh grab your butt cheeks and pull out my willy stir your asshole like a hot bowl of chili I'll- oh <laughs>
0: that's
4: uh, <laughs> Yeah. That'll get him oh. back on side for sure Yeah, baffling <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> That's a God. sound bite and a half,
1: isn't
2: it? <laughs> Who the
3: fuck
2: That's- comes up with this stuff? Yeah, went deep within the sound bite realms there uh, yeah. I'll tell you
3: what, when that game comes out I'm going to buy a copy just so I can do this to it That's me urinating on uh,
0: Well Nice Did one! You, you could have given me the heads up, and I would have uh, queued up yeah, uh, urinating. Another, another yeah. appropriate. No, sandbox. that's fine. I'll
3: just pour myself a glass of wine because, um, and pretend it's urination. I'll do that instead.
0: All right, fabulous. <laughs> um, well, that's uh, Assassin's Creed. Uh, everyone, you're welcome. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you, C Mac, and uh, look, it's. Um, it's getting close to that time now where uh, it's time for our patented uh, novelty segment. So uh, without, uh, without further ado, uh, here is our novelty segment. This week, we are going to ask the question, what is the worst ending for a video game you've ever experienced, and how would you make it better? And uh, I think for this one, uh, who'd who'd like to start? Who'd like to to be first first cab off the rank? All right, C-Mac, what have you got for us first off?
2: Well, first of all, I was straight away when I heard that this was going to be the novelty segment, I was like, yep, I've got a million games. And then I realised I was actually thinking of TV series in my head that I was annoyed about (laughs) the ending. So then I had a lot of trouble thinking of an actual video game. So after about three days of actually agonising over this, I, I said to Simon, you know what really shit me? And it's such a strange thing to shit you about a game was in Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U. Now this is a strange one because it, it it it's just a racing game, so there's not really a story to it. But what frustrated me, you know, at the end of um, Mario Kart 64, they had that you, every time you would win or and, and at the end of the um cup, there would be a ceremony.
1: Yeah, remember that? Presen- and yeah, you, the presentation would, and you, thing.
2: The presentation <laughs> at the end, and you drive through Peach's castle, and then you it's, it was this whole big thing. It was very exciting, even though I used to do the reset button a lot. Anyway, but if I won, you must watch. Yeah, Mario Kart 8, they had nothing like that. It was just sort of a weird sort of choppy. You win and it's just sort of the kiddo's highlight reel of the show, of the the cup. And it was really disappointing. You didn't want to, you just skip it straight away and it just didn't bring any fanfare to the game and it really disappointed me. But what even disappointed me the most is Simon and I agonised it would have been almost a year of playing this game of trying to get three stars on every cc every cup every cc it took forever on every single cup and fine and we're like oh you're gonna have to do it because surely you'll get something surely you'll get something for achieving the, the thing that you want to achieve in the game. You and, want to get three stars and 50 and hundred and, to and mirror too. You yeah, know? you've got to
3: get first in every single race. Yeah, you have right? to get
2: first in every single race and be like, well, oh my God, maybe there'll be like a cool cut scene or maybe you get like some mm. amazing unlockable, you know, that something, it, 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 something would happen.
0: You nothing know what you got?
2: happens. <laughs> Pretty much. Nada. You get throbbed in the head because yeah. nothing happens. It was disappointing. It was sad. And I'm still annoyed about it. And they need to go back to the original formula, well, to Nintendo 64 era where you get a bit of fanfare. You get a bit of, mm. you know, an Easter egg here and there. Like, I think there's even Yoshi on top of the building in that, um mm. like from what am i thinking of what
1: mario 64, mario 64
2: yeah Where well, you see yoshi at the top of um princess peach's castle um a bit of an yeah, easter egg there you know there. just something but i just feel like it's so commercialized now and it made me sad it made me angry and i would change that at the end
3: i think it was just mm-hmm. indicative of a, of the wii u you know like the wii <laughs> u everything was kind of half-baked and even though mario Kart 8 was um Incredible, one of the yeah. most amazing experiences and still is obviously on the switch that's why it's carried over so much but like just so the half-baked effort,
2: the effort no but i I think it's just the whole idea is to get three stars and all of those mm-hmm. and you just expect something something cool would happen because that's what Nintendo is known for, these little Easter eggs or these little tiny cutscenes that you weren't expecting. Yeah. And to get nothing for almost mm. a year's work mm. like obviously we didn't work at it every night for a year, the game, but
0: yeah. Anyway. Well, we played it a lot. Get three stars on everything
4: and the response is
3: <laughs> yeah. surely it's
4: not too hard just to Develop half a dozen cutscenes for just Yeah. yeah. Apparently Especially it is. Apparently, well. And that Dude, was nearly I used the... to love seeing a oh.
3: cheek cheek blimp fly over the fucking thing and shit yeah. out the cup. And then you just <laughs> you catch the cup on your head and you're like, yeah, fucking can still feel the wet sort st- stuff <laughs> from out of the cheek cheek. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, and then you go and you play another cup and you do it all again. Yeah. I mean it's just a part of it. And when that's not there, it's just kind of feels like, like just a bit generic, you know, yeah. lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was always a highlight
4: playing in the 64 version back in the day is when you'd you know yeah. you finish the cup and you'd be on top and then the two other but people you I were mean, doing like... split screen with were second and third and you just sad. rub it in one last time
2: And that's the thing that's why I was so hoping I was thinking well you know what you're getting no you're getting no congratulations for winning a cup maybe for doing this incredible achievement we would get something because come on you have to do something and then when nothing happened sad sad yeah, yeah. but there you go. That, that's mine. That's what I could think
0: of. All right. Well, Mario Kart Eight. Uh... <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> Apparently. <Shit. laughs> good game.
2: Good
3: game.
0: Love it. What do you got for a Steely? What's uh, what uh, game had the worst ending?
3: Oh, coming at you. Um, look, like, look. I, I was kind of prefacing this before we started the show. This isn't the worst game ending ever in a video game but i think it disappointed me for a couple of reasons i'm going to talk it out with you um and it's uncharted 4 um oh okay yeah yeah believe it or not i um i love the uncharted series and uncharted 4 is no exception from start to finish it's a riot it's amazing i love it um it's just in the entire series i love the epic adventure of uncharted just in, in all the locations you go to all the incredible sort of different, um, you know, biomes, I guess you could call it. You visit so many amazing places in uncharted. Um, But there's a common thread throughout this entire series that just didn't return in Uncharted 4, and it was a real bugbear of mine once I got to the end, and I was kind of expecting this to happen. Um, And it was the use of a supernatural threat as a surprise at the end of the game. Um, Now, for anyone that's played Uncharted, you would remember the Descendants of El Dorado, the Shambhala Guardians, the Djinn in Uncharted 3, and in Uncharted 4, fuck all. No crazy supernatural beings, just some prick on a pirate ship. And, I mean, come on, where's my bloody fucking ghost pirates or, you know, my shit-throwing monkeys that can speak English or something? Like, I was just expecting something. <laughs> and, you know, we, you get to this part in Uncharted 4, um, spoilers for everyone on here, where you go, you're swimming under and you see the... The, the ship, the pirate ship, and you're like, oh, wow, something's something fucked up's going to be in here. It's going to be insane. And you start swimming up to it, and it's just kind of... It, it's just more well, it was, bad, guys. It was full of gold. Full of fucking... Who cares? Gold isn't a supernatural being from, you know, that's been left behind for centuries to fend for themselves in the middle of the jungle. It's gold. It's sitting there like a, 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 a sad turd, shining. <laughs> um, and you, you had know, uh, like... you
0: had the, the South African uh, lady that... Uh... Sort of locked you in there at the end.
3: Yeah, but that's... No, who cares? It was burning down. You had a sword fight, whatever. Who cares? But I, there should have been something um, extra. And um, I think it's just because I was expecting it and it didn't happen. It, it frustrated me because the entire series had done it up to that point. And, um, and I always really liked seeing what was going to... What was that last, you know, little surprise that was trapped in this world that you know you've spent all this time trying to get to the core of and um it was nothing even like a serpent or something that was just like mental would have been cool you know but (laughs) it was just sort of nothing and even though the entire story is excellent they capped off the story at the end really well and i loved all of that i felt like it just left the last part of the game uh, sort of flat you kind of go like yeah when's it you know When's it gonna happen? You know, it was, it was just kind of like you. Yeah, I don't want to say it, but and I'm not going to because mm. it's mm-hmm. gonna get sexual.
0: Yeah, <laughs> mm. no good.
3: No, nah. anyway, Uncharted Four. <laughs> Liquor before you slip it. Well, actually, well, I actually quite like that <laughs> uh, Uncharted Four, but you know, uh, okay, no, it's fantastic again, great game. Shit ending. Where's my supernatural bit? Yeah, well, no, no. Again, not shit ending. Where's my supernatural bit? That's all I'm asking for.
4: Yeah. Well.
3: Why is everything I'm saying dying in the ass this week?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I can get around to playing these games. <clears throat> they're two on the bucket list on the old uh, PS5 with getting the deluxe tier. I think they're included. So I can get around and play Uncharted 4 and mm. Thief's End or whatever the next follow-up bit was.
0: Yeah, it's a good one. It's a yeah. good one. Bloody good one.
4: Quite good one. All
0: right, on. Very um, good. Ferg, what do you got? What, you what got
4: have us? I got? So for my game, I'm going to talk about a game which, again, I mean, the, the preface is that this is one of my favourite games of all time. We're probably talking, we're probably talking top ten games of all time. But, and I'm going to elaborate this on a minute. But the original ending to this game frustrated me um, to heaven and high. Water and they eventually got enough backlash that they actually fixed it with a DLC package. And the game I'm talking about is Fallout 3.
1: War. War never changes.
4: Never changes. What a great game. So, I mean, if you haven't played these games, I highly encourage you to go and play Fallout 3 especially, but essentially the whole storyline of the game is you leave a vault, you're following your dad um, in his footsteps, and you learn of his plan called Project Purity, which is essentially his brainchild to um, basically, yeah, purify irradiated water in the surrounding areas. So, um, yeah, in order to give people the wasteland clean drinking water. So, after many hours of traveling all over the wasteland, doing multiple different things, um, you come across a number of different factions that all want to control this water purifier for their own sort of reasons. And you basically get in the storyline anyway, you, you come to this final the climax in the story and basically how it unfolds is you're told that the purifier um, is ready to be activated but it's been badly damaged um, and it's basically going to explode and so you end up with three decisions and sorry the tidbit on that is in order to get the purifier activated you have to go into this control room which is basically a death trap because it's full of radiation. And so the player gets three choices. um, And the three choices are, A, you can choose to do nothing and let the purifier explode. The second one is you can go in this control room yourself, punch in the code, um, get the purifier going and dying. Or there's another character, an NPC called Sarah Lyons, who's with you on this last um, quest. And you can send her in there to basically sacrifice herself. Um, so, why this ending frustrated me is if you've ever played a Bethesda game, so, you know, the Fallout series or Skyrim or anything like that, the Elder Scrolls series, you get these companions. And my favorite companion in Fallout 3 was a character called Forks. Now, Forks was a super mutant companion, and he was just a whole lot of fun to travel around the wastes with. But the thing with super mutants is they're, they're immune to radiation. So when I played this game, I was like, oh, this is awesome. I'm just going to send Forks in. He's not going to feel any radiation. That makes sense, doesn't it? He's going to go in, punch the code in, I'm going to keep a safe distance, and it's all going to be good. And what you met with is a dialogue option to actually ask him to go in and do it, which he responds with, I'm sorry, my companion, but no, we all have our own destinies, and yours culminates here. I would hate to rob you of that. Come on, Forks. Forks, come on. I'm not trying to die here, man. So that, that ground my <laughs> gears. And the other thing was, I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, well, if I go in there and basically sacrifice myself, the game must be done. I can't go back out to the wasteland and do all these unfinished quests. So... Fuck it, I'll send Sarah. I'll send Sarah Lyons in. So I actually said, well, if Fawkes isn't going to do it, I don't want to get myself killed because I want to keep playing the game. Sarah, do you want to go in and do it? And so she goes in there and does it and dies. And at the end of the game, you met with what I think is actually quite cool. It saw this narrated sort of... um, I don't know, it's like the finish to the game where this narrative voice sort of talks about all the different actions you did throughout your journey and the decisions you make and what how these actions go on to shape the future of The Wasteland. And if you pick Sarah, the game in no... It doesn't bed around the bush. It basically just says, oh, and this guy was an absolute coward because he couldn't go in there and do it himself. So in the space of like 30 minutes, I can't send my super mutant friend and I got called a coward. And that sort of ground my gears quite a bit. And they actually had so much backlash. And, you know, the following is, how would I fix it? Well, I probably wouldn't change too much because Bethesda actually went and fixed it themselves. So, in the third DLC for um, Fallout 3, they actually patched it so you could send your companion in. And there was a handful of them. I think there was Forks. Uh, I think there was a robot and another ghoul. So, anyone that would be immune to the radiation could go in and, and do this. And you could then keep playing in the wasteland. So... Mm. The original mm. OG version of the game is you basically can't do anything except for get yourself killed, and that sort of ground my gears. And obviously enough people didn't like that that they actually went and patched that out of the game. So I think, wow. yeah, the game should have had that from the beginning. Like it it was just, yeah, I just, it was so frustrating that I couldn't send in the radiation sort of uh, immune guy in to do the dirty work. And um, after sending Sarah, I got bloody... Named and shamed in the credits of the of the outro. Well, oh, so you should. <laughs> anyway, now <Fucking hell>. that's
1: well,
3: that one. So yeah, Fallout Three. Oh my god! Yeah,
4: original <clears throat> ending no good, but they did fix it. So th- well done, Bethesda. Yes, Bethesda bastards. What do you, what do you got, JB Fury?
0: Well. I'm uh, going to talk about a game that was out on the, the Sega Mega Drive for our Aussie listeners or the Sega Genesis, if you're listening from the US of A. And in Australia, the game was called Another World, um, whereas in America, it was called Out of This World for some reason. It was uh, had two different names. So this, this game was, was bloody incredible for the, mm. for the time that it came out. And uh, it's described as a, a cinematic platformer action-adventure game uh, designed by one, one bloke who basically uh, designed and built the whole game by himself. And it was published by Delphine Software. And uh, the game tells the story of Lester, a young scientist who, as a result of an experiment gone wrong, finds himself on a dangerous alien world where he's forced to fight for his survival. So um, it's a uh, really interesting game. It was sort of, I don't know, there was nothing else really, really like it on um, uh, on any of those, uh, like either the Super Nintendo or the Sega at the time. Um, and it was uh, hailed for its innovative use of cinematic effects in both real time and cutscenes and, um, it influenced a number of other video games like uh, Ico, Metal Gear Solid, Silent Hill, uh, you know, to name a few. So it, it's pretty, it, it's a pretty important game as far as, you know, that, that's concerned. But uh, after you sort of uh, get around a few of the, the dangerous uh, animals and things, your, your character Lester is captured and taken to a uh, prison camp. Um, he escapes along with an alien captive known only as Buddy and the two must evade capture while travelling through a series of dangerous environments, battling alien soldiers and solving numerous uh, puzzles, as you do. Um, so in the game's climax, Lester is severely wounded by one of the aliens. He gets absolutely fucking caned. Mm. The alien picks him up and just starts fucking beating him, like, relentlessly. And uh, and then uh, you, your buddy uh, jumps in and, and rescues you. And uh, you sort of crawl along the floor and pull a lever, and it incinerates the, the main enemy. And then uh, you sort of crawl back, and you get transported up to the roof. And when you get up on the roof, uh, the game basically finishes with uh, you and Buddy, and Buddy scoops you up. You jump on the back of this large dragon-like creature and you both just fly off into the horizon and and, uh, and then the words, the end, come out. And it's just like, what?
4: Like, it absolutely made no sense whatsoever. I mean, did this game, game have dragons in it up to that point? No. So it was just a random dragon? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's that's right. Sure. Sure.
0: Um, you know, and, and so look, if it was me, like I would have liked to have seen either Lester sacrifice himself to save Buddy because Lester was already like pounded shit at that point And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, so that would have, would have made sense that he was helping his mate escape after going through this, this whole adventure with him or, you know, on the, the other hand, it would have been good to see Buddy sacrifice himself to get Lester to safety uh, not the shit ending we got with the two uh, getting on a flying dragon and fucking off into the going, sunset, going in somewhere. Uh,
4: it was just baffling, absolutely baffling. Um, was there a sequel to this game that maybe explained what happened after in between? Yeah. Apparently there was, but I never never saw it. Yeah, okay. the The
0: game was frustrating, so frustrating in so many ways because, like, a lot of the enemies, if you got hit by them they were like a one shot kill. Mm. So at the beginning there's like these worm-like creatures that are sort of crawling along the ground and you've just got to jump over them or you can sort of like like do it like a low kick and and sort of stomp them out. Mm. But if if you if you just run into one, uh, you get this little cutscene where it rears up, a single tooth like flicks out and it like nicks you on the leg and you just and you just fall over dead. Mm. <laughs> but uh, sounds yeah. like
3: some Australian outback shit, yeah. Uh, wow. yeah. I was just walking around in the desert, eh, and just all of a sudden, something just came out one tooth, fucking got me in the ankle. Fuck, I'm dead, you know. Like, that's what it sounds like. It, yeah, uh, and it's I a... just learning that all of my jokes are
1: falling in the ass heart tonight,
3: so that's good. Well, you know,
0: yeah. uh, Simon, it's uh, the ball's hard, oh. yeah. <laughs> and uh, my balls are very hard right now, so it's probably a good time to (laughs) end the show. (laughs) It's been a weird show this week from start to finish, but uh, uh, regardless, I would like to say a massive thank you to the DG crew uh, for joining me for this uh, week of uh, debauchery so Fergus Fergamon Hamilton thank you
4: thanks Jabby. it's a pleasure and just before we go there's one other thing this is a, a gift from me to you a public service announcement if you've stuck with us through this zany episode is that um, it's the 20th anniversary of a great game called Mafia I don't know if you guys ever played the original um, and to celebrate they announced um, this is 2K the publisher that a new game is on the horizon at some point but they are actually got the original game on Steam for free, so any of the PC crew out there looking for a free game, jump on Steam. I think it's up until it was from the 1st to the 5th of September, so it depends on when you listen to this, but jump onto Steam and get the original Mafia game for free. Well, you
0: heard it here first from the Sultan, right from his
4: lips. Just letting the people know, (laughs) all five of them. Majority in Russia. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Uh,
0: Also, like to be uh, extending a big thank you to Simon Steely McLaughlin, aka Sergei Kalishnikov.
3: Yes, no worries, JB. It's a pleasure to have my lips give voice to the opening. Thank you, meant to do that
2: in a Russian
3: accent. Oh, no
1: problem. If you come to my house, I'll make sure that you have plenty of vodka. You can have sex with gold and also wear a furry hat and should get shot by a Russian government spy.
0: Yeah, okay, excellent. Well, slightly racist, but we'll we'll go with it. And uh, yeah. also, finally, yeah. Uh... Anyway. <laughs> I'm, like to... I'm not even going to try and save myself. <laughs>
3: you know, that, that anyone could own a goat. I <laughs> saw a guy this week that owned a goat. All right, it eats his lawn for him. Oh my okay? god, we saw a goat
2: the other day up we in um, goat, Flagstaff yeah, Hill.
3: Exactly. So fucking, there's no race involved <laughs> here. People own goats, mate. Yeah. It was, very, it was a pink coin. Yeah. It was a pink goat as
2: well. It'd yeah. been spray painted pink. I think it was for the show. Anyway, continue. Well, well
0: fantastic. <laughs> uh finally I'd like to say a big thank you to Casey C. Mac McLaughlin for uh for putting up with us being juvenile all episode. <laughs>
2: Thank you very much. Um, yeah, it's fine. it's fine. I'm still, I'm, I'm still here. Yeah.
4: And
0: Just if you here. want to uh, tell us how juvenile you think we've been, uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, you, know, you can send us an email. All the details are in the show notes. And we'll see you next week. See you.
1: Bye. Catch you later. See you later, guys.